Hi there, my name is Josh and welcome to my podcast. I believe that anything worth doing is worth doing God's way. And at this podcast, we're going to learn how simply and practically we can apply God's ways to our everyday life. So welcome to part two of this particular episode. Um, I hope that you've listened to the first part of it. If you've not, go back and listen to it. Um, today we're discussing matters to do with our mental well-being. And I'm coming at you with a double episode, you know, because, you know, you're special like that. So I hope that today's episode will bless you. I hope that you learn something new. And as we discuss matters to do with our mental well-being, the scripture dictates and gives us a lot of practical tips, um, gives us a few pointers as to what may cause um, mental oppression or uh, mental depression, oppression, and whatever else you may want to name it. And it also gives us some practical tips on how we can get out of some things. And so today I'm going to be sharing a few things that I have seen. I'm sure there are many more. And I'm sure if you look into the scriptures, you can find your own. But I'm going to be sharing a few of the things that I have seen that have helped me, that I believe have helped many other people, and I hope will also help you. So remember that we as human beings, we are three in one. We, we are spirit beings who have a mind and who uh, who live in a body. And it's really important for us that these three aspects of our lives work in harmony and in synchrony. That way we can live as effective, not just effective Christians, but also just effective human beings. And sometimes we, as Christians, we, we take the importance of one over the other, but it's important that for as long as we're on this earth, all those three aspects have to be looked out for. And today we're discussing about how to look out for our minds. In today's world, like our mind is where the battle is really at. This is where the enemy is shooting his arrows. This is where he is going all out to ensure that we are depressed, we are anxious, we're not happy, we're not looking forward to tomorrow. And I know that this has led to many people's premature deaths. This has led to many people not even enjoying their lives, not wanting to wake up. I don't know if you've ever been there before or if you're there right now, but I pray that this episodes will give you hope, will give you life. I pray that the scriptures as they are spoken to you will inject you with more life and hope for tomorrow. There really is hope for tomorrow. There really is a better day ahead. There really is a God who's still watching over you. There really is a God who loves you, who cares for you, who cares for every detail of your life. And though it may not feel like that right now, please hold on to the hope. Hold on to the hope. Hold on to his precious promises because in it, there carries a reward right there for you. You see, this mind is a very powerful tool. This mind is a very powerful tool, but it can also be a very, a very dangerous prison. Remember, as children, our minds were the place of rest where we could imagine and escape the world. As life goes on, we are faced with different traumas and different situations that make the mind almost like a prison. We, we sometimes, some people, some of us, we can't even sleep at night because of the mental prison because of the confines of this mental prison. And you see, so long as we're on this earth, the Bible tells us, Jesus told us that there will be trials and tribulations. But just like a boat, the water is not a threat to the boat, not until the water gets inside the boat. That's when it actually becomes a threat. In the same way, we become prisoners of our thoughts the moment we let the wrong things in. 
We get trapped with negative thoughts about ourselves, dangerous worldviews, and other poisonous things that zap our energy and blind our outlook about life. It blinds us from the truth about what God says about us. Now, in this second part of today's episode, we're going to be looking at three practical biblical tips that can better improve our mental well-being. You see, I was one day a very hard story <laughs> for me to share but um, a couple of years ago i lost a very close friend i remember that day very vividly i was at work and um i was called by another friend of mine and he was telling me that hey um this guy this friend of mine we were, we were going to church together and that sunday we were with him and on monday nobody had heard from him on tuesday nobody had heard from him so i got a call from a friend of mine actually i think it was on monday that that friend called me to me hey hey this guy we've not not seen him in a while he's not picking up his phone and um his mom can't reach him his girlfriend can't reach him they're worried and so i we even laughed about it. i kind of get laughed about it. like ah, maybe he just went to decide to take a bit of a break and you know maybe just meditating somewhere and we laughed about it, but then we laughed it off. Then on that Wednesday, I got a call from um, uh, my pastor at that time. And he calls me and says, um, do you know so-and-so? Do you know him? I was like, yeah, I know him. Um, so my pastor asked me to, to send him the picture. And, um, and eventually he, he calls me back. And so after sending him the picture, I... He calls me back and my mind was just thinking, ah, he probably got into some trouble. Maybe he's in prison or he's in some hospital somewhere. But it was far from that. He calls me back and tells me, Josh, um, I have some news. Um, this guy, your, your friend, um, he's dead. Um, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's dead. Um, he committed suicide. And it was just a double blow. Mind you, I'm at work <laughs> as he's telling me this. So I walk outside and he tells me like, like, yeah, he committed suicide. Um, I've just been called about it. They're going to confirm it, but um, that's the news. And I can never forget that day. I don't think I'll ever forget that day. I remember going outside into the compound and I just wept. Man, I wept. I couldn't believe that he just told me that. I could not believe it. And now the work was now having to break the news to other friends. I believe I was the first one who was told this because we used to, I was a leader of the group we used to serve together. In, and so I was on how to break that news to other people. I've never been to a sadder funeral. I've been to a couple of burials and funerals, but that particular one, was very very painful the death of a young person is very painful the death of a young person who takes his own life is just a different kind of pain especially when it's somebody that you love and that was the pain that i experienced that day i remember the faces of my friends crying and weeping and um, throwing roses into that grave and looking at the eulogy and thinking of all the things that he could have done all the possibilities still this day we think to ourselves where he could have been and what he could have done. What made it even worse is that he never let us know why he did that. He, there was no note that was left behind, nothing to just speculation. But one thing that we do know is the fact that he was depressed, he was oppressed, and he was going through something. And even in the midst of 
him being with friends and loved ones and us thinking that he is okay he was actually not okay for whatever reason he didn't feel like he could share it for whatever reason he didn't feel like he could find a solution and so he did what he did but we were there we watched him laugh we watched him smile and whatever happened happened there's a proverb that i came across the other day that really paints a picture <laughs> of that situation the scripture says that it's proverbs 14:13 that says that even in laughter their heart may ache and rejoicing may, may end in grief imagine somebody smiling and laughing and you're with people but you feel so alone you're surrounded by many people and laughing and but nobody knows the pain that you're going through i don't know if you're that person right now i don't know if you are considering doing harm to yourself but i want to let you know that you are loved i want to let you know that there is still hope for tomorrow that when you give time time things pass if you look back in your life right now right now what was bothering you one year ago what was bothering you two years ago what was bothering you five years ago you must you probably will have to think very hard to remember what was really bothering you five years ago why because time time heals wounds time gives perspective time is an equalizer that those things may seem hopeless right now when you inject time into it and give time time things heal things settle things equalize things may not make sense right now but give it time i know it doesn't feel like that but i hope that you find some hope in this hope that you find some hope in knowing that you are still cared for that you are still needed that you're still valuable but if you're not in that place maybe you are struggling in one area or another and you just want to better you know make our mental well-being better and um it's really really important for us to look into the scriptures and see what are the things that it says one of the things that i have discovered especially with our generation today is the fact that we inject our minds with all sorts of things we are more exposed to so many things more than any other generation before us with the technological age and everything we are really really exposed to many many things and it calls for us to be very intentional with the things that we allow in you see sometimes we're prisoners of our own minds because we allowed a stranger to get inside and that stranger shut the door and you know the bible tells us again in proverbs the scripture tells us that you would rather live on the roof of your house than in the same house with a nagging woman like that paints a great picture that somebody could be rich could be wealthy but if they live in the house in a house with a nagging woman who's bringing a lot of noise to them they'd rather just live on the roof sometimes it, our minds can feel like that it feels like we just want to get out of our minds because we are stuck in there with somebody who should not be in there at one point or another a stranger came in and that stranger locked the door and that stranger is making a lot of noise but it's for important for us to understand where did this stranger come from who is this stranger and where did the stranger come from you see you need to understand that you are god's design he made you to function in a certain way to fulfill purpose and the moment we add the wrong fuel in us our engines begin to knock it begins to knock because we injected something that shouldn't have been there in the first place. I mean, thank God for entertainment, thank God for news, and thank God for all 
technological advances, but we are made to function in the light. And when our souls double with darkness, we eventually crash. Eventually crash. Simply because whatever does not add to us, takes from us. If it doesn't benefit your regenerated soul, it's feeding off of it. So watch what you feed your soul. Watch the conversations that you have. Watch the, the things that constantly take your attention on your timeline. Watch the things that you listen to. It's really important because your engine was meant to function on a certain kind of fuel. When you fuel yourself with the wrong things, you'll eventually knock. You'll eventually crash. So today I want you to take stock of it. Take stock, literally take stock of your playlist. Take stock of your timeline. Take stock of your catalog. What's taking up most of your time? And how much does it benefit your regenerated soul? Then take the necessary action. Even as I speak of this, I know you, you are looking at your life. Maybe there's something that the Holy Spirit is pointing to. Explore it further. Because a lot of times you find that anxiety, you know, anxiety, the things that we fear, it's an indication of something that we don't know or something we don't know well, which is kind of the same thing. And that again can point back to what you've been feeding yourself. Because if you feed ourselves, if you remember like the time of COVID when we injected so much news and how things are going badly and things were bad, but the moment we, those pictures kept out being portrayed to us, things were magnified in our minds that we were so scared to leave our houses because we didn't know what was going to happen. And when we constantly fed ourselves of all these troubles and of all the news, you know, and I know, that it would often depress us. That the world felt like, an, like a cage. It no longer felt safe because of what we are constantly feeding ourselves. Remember the enemy rules in darkness. It rules in darkness. And you can inject light in that area with revelation knowledge by finding out what the scripture says concerning that area of concern. So you're anxious about school, you're anxious about life tomorrow, you're anxious about your job, you're anxious about many different things. Sometimes that anxiety is a pointer to something that you don't know or you just don't know well. And the enemy takes advantage of your ignorance and that's where he operates from. But thank God for the light. Thank God for the light that is in the word of God. When you go into the scriptures and find out what does God say concerning this matter, we inject light into that place. And the thing about light is this. The moment you turn on the light, the darkness disappears. The darkness doesn't fight with light. No, you just have to inject light. You just have to switch it on and the light disappears. So in that area that you are constantly anxious about, Look into the scriptures, find out what the scripture says concerning that matter and find the revelation regarding that. That way you inject light in that and no longer can the devil take advantage of you in that area. The scripture also tells us this, and this is very important to understand, that you should not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness? Sometimes you're communing with things that do not feed us, that have no benefit to our souls or to our regenerated souls for that matter. And as we continue to fellowship with that, it paints a different picture. It causes us to see situations from the enemy's perspective. And when we fight from a point of fear, we are in the devil's playing field. He has the home advantage because we are no longer fighting in the light. So find the light and the darkness disappears. Watch what you feed yourself because otherwise you are changing the picture of what the truth actually is. 
Secondly, there's a verse that's in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 25. It says that anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Maybe right now you're feeling depressed or you're, you're, you're feeling like you're, you're heading towards depression or you're anxious, constantly anxious about one thing or another. A tip that I have found to be very helpful in my own life is letting the word speak over me, like literally plugging my ears to the word of God and just listening. Take a deep breath, lie down, close your eyes and just let the word of God speak over you. Give somebody the Bible and tell them. I would tell my wife from time to time, just take this Bible, read for me the book of James. Just read it to me. I just want the word spoken over me. Find somebody, tell them, take this Bible, just read the word over me. Plug it into your ears, put on the audio Bible and listen to it and let that word speak over you. You're not trying to understand what it's saying at that point. You're just opening your heart to the breath of God that is in the words of the scriptures. Because you see, words are very, very powerful. The scriptures tell us that the word of God is living and it is powerful. It is a living thing, this word. And when you let that living thing get into your soul, it works its work in you. So what I'm going to do is in the show notes of this particular episode, I'm going to be posting a few scriptures and those scriptures you can read over yourself. If you're going through depression, if you're going through some kind of any kind of mental oppression right now, you just want some life injected into you. I'll post a couple of scriptures in the show notes of this episode. You can read them over yourself, get somebody to read them over you or just plug them into your ears and let that word speak into you. And lastly, something that we often overlook is fill your days with things that give you those simple joys. Of course, and this is obviously in the context of what is pure, what is right, what is true. Whatever happened to hobbies? When did life get so serious that we stopped making time for the things that rejuvenate us? I mean, we, we hustle. I know we have to hustle. We need to work. We need to do all that stuff. But uh, not everything has to be a hustle. Not everything has to make you money to be worth your time. Make time for the things that energize you. Make time for those things that give you joy. Maybe for you, it's just spending time with children. Maybe for you, it's it's spending time with the old. Maybe for you, it's just riding your bike or just having some quiet time. Make time for those things. It's so important because God cares about your soul and he made you again to function in a particular way as an individual. And if you find energy, in spending time by yourself or spending time with children, whatever it may be, or reading a book, make time for it because it is important to your soul and your mental well-being. You see, David played the harp, you know, when he's out there with the sheep in the midst of the hustle. Solomon was a bird watcher. And Jesus, Jesus spent time alone. Jesus would separate himself. Whatever it may be for you, make time for the things that energize you. However, in all these things, you must make time for fellowship with God. There's nothing that will substitute that. That is the foundation of it all because at his feet, you find comfort and you find stability because our engines are not meant to function without him. That's why men will constantly seek to fill the void and quench the thirst that only he can satisfy. It's him that we've been looking for. It's him that we've been searching for. It has been him all along and when you find him therein you find your rest therein you find your comfort that therein you find your stability for your soul that is the foundation for it all my prayer for you today is that the holy spirit will overshadow you 
that God himself, the Lord of peace himself will give you peace always in every way. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord give you rest for your soul today. Regardless of what you've been going through, what you may be going through right now, whatever you may face tomorrow, remember, your tomorrow will be all right. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you've been blessed by it. If so, I'd really, really like to hear from you. You can drop me a text by the number that is in the description of this particular episode. I look forward to hearing from you and seeing you next week. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode all the way to the very end. I'm very grateful for your time. If this touched you in any way, please feel free to share it with a friend. And if you'd like to take it a step further and contribute to this channel, you can look at the description that is in the bio to see different ways on how you can do so. See you next week. God bless.